Hey, Gal Pal Nation, are you ready for football? It's time for some two-a-days, where each NFL team is broken down by experts to get you ready for game day. Everything you need to know, and a few tips to impress the pickiest of football fans. Now, your host, the sports gal pal herself, Ramona Rice. Hey, Gal Pal Nation, we are continuing our series of two-a-days, where we're breaking down each NFL team with our special guest from Next Fan Up. Today, it's all about Tampa Bay and their Buccaneers. And with me today is Superfan Daniel. Welcome to Sports Gal Pal. Hey, it's great to be here. How are you doing? I'm good. Okay, I'm going to ask the obvious question. Um, how does a guy who is obviously not from America not only get into American football, but specifically chooses Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Um, well, my dad's been into American football since the 80s. Uh, and he started following the 49ers, actually. Um, and I got into it, you know, as a bit of an accident, really. He used to watch it on TV, so I used to sit down and like, what the hell is this? You know, what are they throwing this ball around in the air for? Um, and then I went on vacation to Florida in 2001, and we did the whole Disneyland thing. And uh, we, you know, happened to go down to Clearwater for the second part of the vacation, and we went into... Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers club shop and I got a Brad Johnson jersey and the rest is history. Well, there you have it. All right. That's an excellent answer. So let's get right to it. You guys had the number one draft pick, Jameis Winston. What What are we thinking about him? Uh, I am nervously excited, if that makes sense. Uh, the, there's so much risk attached to this guy. Um, you know, there's all sorts of stories that you've probably heard about shoplifting and alleged sexual assaults and uh, being suspended from the team. But at the end of the day, he's, you know, who they've picked. Uh, a lot of people are nervous about him because all that maturity issues that come with those stories. But he has the talent to, you know, shine really and take us to the next level. Um, I guess we just have to put our faith in him. But um, sort of 50-50, I sat on the fence a little bit when we made that pick. Yeah, I think a lot of Buccaneers fans do. I think general football fans, you know, had that feeling about him just because, I mean, I, um, you know, have seen him play um, live and then I've also seen him obviously on TV and he's he's phenomenal. You, you cannot deny the kid has an amazing amount of talent, but I am very concerned about the off-field antics. But the one thing I will say is that despite all the craziness off-field, he still delivered pretty much Every week, with the exception of the Oregon game, that was the only game I've ever seen him rattled. Um, but all the rest of them, it was like a smooth shot sail through. It's like he was born to play football. I think the thing is, he's he's really confident in himself. And that shows every time he goes out on the field, uh, which is what you need, really, if you are going to make that jump. And the one thing you can say is all that stuff he went through, it didn't affect his on-field performance. So he's used to that pressure and the spotlight and he still came out and, you know, he won the national championship in uh, 2014 against Auburn. And I, I think he's got the tools to succeed. It's just whether he can do it on a bigger stage and brighter lights. Well, speaking of that, does he have the personnel around him to really make an impact this year? Uh, he does. He's got some great wide receivers there. He's got Vincent Jackson, who's been there for a few years. You know, Pro Bowl caliber player, 1,000-yard receiver. Uh, and rookie from last year who played with Johnny Football uh, at Texas A&M, Mike Evans, who had one of the greatest seasons for a rookie wide receiver that we've ever seen. Uh, so he's got the tools on the outside. 
But ultimately, you know, it all comes back to the line of scrimmage. And we've got one of the worst offensive lines, uh, you know, going. So that's going to be the bit that hampers him. I think he's going to be under quite a bit of pressure this year. What about still adjusting to, you know, you guys have made some coaching changes in the last couple of years. How how are your guys adjusting to the new coaching system? Well, as far as if you're talking about Jameis Winston and the offense, uh, we've brought in a new offensive coordinator who is Dirk Cutter from... uh, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, and he worked quite closely with Matt Ryan, and they had a lot of success in the past few seasons. So I'm positive from that standpoint. I think he will help Winston and the offense really improve uh, over the next few years. Um, and then defensively, we've got Leslie Frazier, who was a head coach with the Vikings uh, a couple of seasons ago. Again, personal ties to Lovey Smith, the head coach. Um, but I think it's all going to be about growing as a team. You know, this is a team that only won two games last year, so you can't get much worse. And I think if they gel and come together and get behind those coaches, we should start to see improvements pretty quickly. Are there any standouts on the defensive side of the ball we should take a look at? Well, the two ones are, you know, you're all pro players. Uh, we've got Gerald McCoy, the defensive tackle. Uh, I mean, we just gave him a $98 million contract uh, back in October. Uh, so he's he's one of the best defensive tackles in the league. No one's doubting that. Uh, and also, we just gave a big contract extension to outside linebacker Levante David. Uh, so it gave him $50 million. And those are the sort of the crowd pleasers, the guys that people are going to come and watch. Um, and really, is going to be an awful lot of pressure on them to succeed. Um, other than that, there is a defensive end that we've just picked up in uh, in a trade uh, with Detroit, who used to play for us a few seasons ago, um, you know, trying to get those sacks and trying to put some pressure on their quarterback for a change. Now, you talked about it. You guys only won two games last season. You're looking forward to a bounce back year. What is the reasonable expectations of, you know, success this year? What would be obviously winning more games, but what is a true sign of success? You guys are in the right direction. I think as long as you can see improvement in every phase, I would be absolutely happy. I'm not expecting us to go and win the Super Bowl or even make the playoffs. I think if we can get, you know, six wins or above, that that shows me that you're going in the right direction. And uh, the the Glazers, the owners down there in Tampa, put a lot of faith in bringing Lovey Smith back to Tampa because he used to be a linebacker coach in the late 90s. Um, You know, personal ties and they've really encouraged and supported him to go out and build the team that he wants. And he's starting to put his own imprint on this team now. So I think as they continue to move forward and see those improvements, the fans will get behind them. Uh, People want to come to Tampa uh, and play football. And I I can see things slowly getting better. Um, So building for probably 2016-17 is when we'll try and make a run at the playoffs. Speaking of playoffs um, and and. I'm going to talk about the division. Your division's kind of a weird kind of flux right now. I feel like all the teams last year kind of took a big step back. Um, What are the divisional rivals right now that you're most concerned about? Um, I'm always going to be concerned about the Saints. They were actually my Super Bowl pick last year. Not that that went too well for me. Um, They're always going to be up there. They've got Drew Brees. Uh, The thing in this division is the other three teams have really good quarterbacks. You've got Drew Brees for the Saints, you've got Matt Ryan for the Falcons, and you've got Cam Newton for the Panthers. So we've been playing catch-up. Um, the Panthers, obviously, back-to-back division winners. Uh, but, 
you look at the records last year, they're all pretty terrible. So I, I would look to the Saints uh, to really challenge and also the Falcons to get back in the mix. And I think we will sort of be looking, unfortunately, at being the last team in the division again. Speaking of the Falcons, super fan from your fellow podcaster, Tim, um, mentioned the fact that for the next five years, he's checking off the Tampa Bay is going to be easy to win because he does not trust your quarterback. <laughs> well, hey, hey, that's his opinion at the end of the day. But we, hey, he knows that we've got a winning record against the Falcons all time since the since the divisions realigned in 2002. So I think he's just jealous, really. All right. Outside of the division, are there any games that you're looking forward to? Um, I think the obvious one is the first game of the season uh, against the Tennessee Titans because I guess it was for us really quarterbacks. Jameis was Mariota. Um, you know, we decided to go with Winston, but the first game of the season is against the Tennessee Titans, who picked Marcus Mariota. So, you know, we always like to compare and contrast, and you know, see who made the better decision. And I think it'll be easy to see that straight off the bat. So that'd be the game I'd look forward to. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's interesting. I don't know if the universe aligned that or Roger Goodell, his ever marketing <laughs> mind was like, here, let's do this because you know what's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to have one and two. You never know. So other than that, um, anything else we should look forward to with the Buccaneers this season? Or is it just simply, again, another rebuilding year? Be patient and let's watch out for 2016 because they're going to roll over everybody. I think there is an awful lot of talent on this team, um, but it hasn't shown it the last few years. So I think the fans are cautiously optimistic for what the future holds. Um, Everyone's going to be looking at Jameis Winston. Obviously, it's the quarterback. It's the the money-making position. It's the one that puts butts in seats. But um, again, just improvement year on year and actually some exciting, you know, offensive play would be nice. Actually score some touchdowns for a change. Touchdowns are always good. Daniel, where can Galpine Nation find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter personally, uh, at DGCoin. Um, and also you can find me on the next Fan Up podcast, uh, which is at NFU Podcast if you're on Twitter. Find Daniel on Next Fan Up at blogtalkradio.com. All the links to Daniel and to Next Fan Up will be in the show notes on blogtalkradio.com forward slash sportsgalpal or on sportsgalpal.com. Again, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thanks. It's been really fun. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.